Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. This is Louise Crooks, your Keys to Clarity coach on KTC Radio. I want to welcome you today to what's going to be a very juicy call, I think, um, with our our exciting guest uh, talking about... Um, the concept of unmarketing. I'll tell you a little bit more about him. I just want to introduce you to the show first. So you're here with me, Louise Crooks, the Keys to Clarity Coach. I'm a small business coach, um, speaker, radio host, of course, and Facebook strategist. I'm all about getting the word out about what's possible in your business, um, doing it in an authentic way, creating a profit, and helping the world at large through your actions. I really believe in spiritual alignment with all that you do. In living this way, we can create the lives we truly desire. I love social media as a way to help solopreneurs build their businesses, which is one of the reasons why Keys to Clarity Radio was born at the beginning of 2008. KTC Radio is here to support solopreneurs, that's S-O-U-L, opreneurs to success through spiritual, personal, and business growth through the expertise of the most amazing guests. Feel free to browse the archives to find recordings of shows with guests the likes of Marsha Weeder, Ali Brown, Michael Port, Greg Moores, Mary Allen, Michael Lozier, to name a few. And to be sure to get the updates from me about upcoming shows, enter your email address on the box on the show profile where the hummingbird is. Or simply go to keystoclarity.com. That's www.keys to clarity.com. You'll learn more about me. Uh, you'll be able to read my blog, get great tips and resources, and find out more about uh, the services that I offer. Remember to get your free report where I share how to avoid costly mistakes most business owners make in the first few years of business so you can create a shining success on the path of least resistance and not end up going back to a J-O-B. I wish I had had that when I started out. So now let's get on with the show. Now I'm going to introduce you to um, a gentleman by the name of Scott Stratton. Scott is, uh, he's not on the line with us yet, so I might end up playing a song for us just to uh, check in with him, but hopefully he'll, he'll jump on shortly. Scott is the author of Unmarketing, Stop Marketing, Start Engaging. And I think with the title of that um, uh, book, he hit the proverbial nail on the head. Um, he is going to talk to us today about how we can um, engage with our potential clients uh, without um, turning them off and, you know, really doing it as a, as a way of engagement and building relationships. So I'm really excited to have him here today to talk about that. Um, I'm going to give you a little bit of um, background about Scott and and then we'll see if we can get him on the line. So Scott is the president of unmarketing.com. He's an expert in viral, social, and authentic marketing, which he calls unmarketing. It's all about positioning yourself as a trusted expert in front of a target market. So when they have the need, they choose you. That's unmarketing. <laughs> Over 60,000 people follow his daily rantings on Twitter and was voted one of the top influencers on the site with over 100 million users. His recent Twitterthon raised over 16,000 for child hunger in less than 12 hours. That's amazing. His book, Unmarketing, Stop Marketing, Start Engaging, um, actually hit the shelves yesterday um, from Wiley and Sons. So um, I really encourage you to pick that up. I'm reading it at the moment, and I, I'm blown away. I, I really enjoy Scott's... Um, a wicked sense of humor as well, which definitely comes through the pages. But his information is, is really spot on and, you know, addresses a new way of marketing 
in the days that we live in today. Okay, so his clients' viral marketing videos have been viewed over 60 million times and have generated massive profits and lists. One of the movies was chosen by the Chicago Bears as their biggest motivator towards their Super Bowl run a few years ago, while another made their client over 5 million in seven days. He recently appeared in the Wall Street Journal, Mashable.com, USA Today, CNN.com, and Fast Company. That plus $5 gets him a coffee anywhere in the world. <laughs> Since he still has to pay for his own coffee, he earns his keep by speaking and consulting around the world on how businesses can engage better or at all with their current and potential customer base using social media, viral marketing, and just plain old engaging conversation. His team of Unjedis are responsible for such online hits as the Dash movie, the Time movie, as well as the tongue-in-cheek I'm breaking up with a lease, although Scott wants you to know he really is no longer a lease fan. I was blown away when I watched Scott Stratton present at a recent internet marketing conference. Uh, in fact, I was so impressed that my partner Mark Victor Hansen and I immediately hired him to produce a viral video for the launch of um, the new book, Cash in a Flash. We are so excited to be working with him. He's smart, fun, amazing. My philosophy is to always seek out the best. Scott is just flat out the best in the world at what he does. And that is written by Robert G. Allen, best-selling author of Nothing Down, Creating Wealth, Multiple Streams of Income, The One-Minute Millionaire, and Cash in a Flash, Fast Times and Fast Money and Slow Times. So, And of course, um, Scott just spends way too much time online. <laughs> so um, without further ado, I'm going to um, share a wonderful song that um, my uh, friend and um, colleague and peer, uh, Keith Leon, wrote and sang. And um, I'm going to share that with you now while I get um, our esteemed guest on the line. In fact, I believe he's on the line right now. So just bear with me a sec. Let's see if we can get him on. Hi, Scott. Hello, hello. Welcome. What perfect timing. <laughs> I'm good. I'm glad it all worked out. Oh, you really timed that absolutely beautifully. I, um, I've just uh, uh, told everyone about you, what we're going to be talking about today. I'm really excited that you're here to share about um, the launch of your new book, Scott. I'm very uh, um, I'm very pleased for you that that's all happening. I believe that it was launched yesterday, wasn't it? It was. Yes, the official uh, street date was yesterday. That's right. Yeah, fantastic. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Wonderful. Well, I'm really glad to have you on the show, Scott. I, I've enjoyed our um, repartee on Twitter. I love your sense of humor and, and um, you know, started reading your book. And um, I've gotten to Chapter 9. And I have to say I'm fairly uh, uh, blown away by the information that you're sharing and, of course, your wicked, wicked sense of humor that comes through the pages, too. So. <laughs> oh, thank Thank you. I think that um, I think that one of the nice things, especially when you get into the later chapters about viral marketing, I really I talk a lot about where I screwed up and how I screwed <laughs> up, uh, and 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 people are very hesitant, especially in my field, to say that. And I think that's the best way we can learn is if we just take ourselves a little less seriously and say, you know what, I screwed up. Here's what here's what happened, and here's what I do differently. I think it's a great way to learn. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, it takes a a bit of humility, I think, for people to to be able to connect with you more authentically as well, doesn't it? Right, right. And I think that's what it comes down to, right? That we're all we're all human, and when we pr pretend to be perfect or, or or you know not to be, I think we're just kind of yeah. fooling ourselves. Totally, totally. So, Scott, I would love for you to share with our our listeners, you know, and I just want to you know share with you that our listeners are coaches, holistic practitioners, they're authors mm -hmm. and speakers, people who are sort of conscious business owners and, you know, so I really feel like your message is going to hit home with them. Um, so I'd love for you to share, you know, how you actually got start, started with the concept on marketing and I just have to comment that um, I just, I I think the, the, the idea of unmarketing is brilliant. Um, well, thank you. You know, so well, thank you. It, I... it really hit home when I, you know, when I first saw unmarketing, it was like, huh? And then it was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's it. Evo evoking of emotion is kind of my, my specialty because 
it was created out of emotion. And, uh, and, uh, I really started it because I was just getting angry. I was getting upset at really? hypocritical marketing that was going on out there, at the, uh, at the cold calling out there, at the, um, I was in a buddy's office. This is right near the start of the book where, um, uh, I was sitting there and we were chatting about what guys talk about, which is nothing. And, uh, <laughs> He got a he, he got a cold call. He got a cold call from somebody that trying to sell him something, and uh, he was just irate at the guy, wasting his things, wasting his time, and get a real job. And then 15 minutes later, uh, he says, "Okay, Scott, you got to go now. Uh, I have to do my calls for the day." And I looked at him. You know, I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa. hang on a second, my friend. Um, you just got extremely angry at somebody for for doing it to you." And he goes, "Yeah, yeah, but I have something that people need, and and you know, I, I need to sell them." And I'm like, "See, we're being hypocrites." And I said, there's got to be a better way. There's got to be a better way. Like, I know people who get, like, physically ill thinking about doing things like cold calling. And if it's going to make you throw up, it's probably not the best thing for you to choose. You know, your body's trying to tell you something, and it's not good, especially in fields like coaching, where there's such an emotional attachment to your client base, where you can't uh, just cold pitch these things. It takes time. It takes people do business with those they know, like, and trust, especially in something like uh, things like life coaching or even business coaching because business to people is personal and you really have to look at how do I make these connections better, which will then logically make the sale down the road. Yeah. And I think people are looking for an intuitive connection with the people that serve them. Um, you know, so building that trust, you know, is imperative particularly for, you know, people in the industry who are listening to the show, you know, so what you're saying well, that's, is relevant. And I really believe that business is built on relationships, and if you believe that, then then it sounds cheesy, but you need to make building them your business. That's really your job, and that's yeah. what our marketing comes down to. It's staying connected, it's staying in front of your marketplace, so when they have the need for your product or service, the logical choice is you. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, you're the first person they think of. Exactly. Yeah, that's a really good point. Well, I, I just love the concept on marketing, and, and um, I know your I know your book is going to be a real hit, um, Scott. Thank you. So I I wish for you that you're on top of the um, the New York Times bestseller list <laughs> and the Amazon list and yeah. all of those wonderful things. All those um, things, and and it's yeah. a walk. It is a walking. It's a walking case study for for engagement and community and. Uh, I got the book deal because of Twitter and my blog. I uh, I wrote it and kept everybody on Twitter informed as I was going. And it's like I had a big cheering section the whole time. It's a it's a totally for, <laughs> especially for authors. Well, it's because it's, it's you know writing and being an author and stuff is very isolating. It's you and yeah. to have a whole community around you virtually when you're writing it is a whole different world. It's a whole different playing field. I think especially for the authors that are listening now or the or the people who want to be authors that it is a whole yeah. different. Uh, well, but the, I think the biggest point here is I didn't get on Twitter and, and live on there to, to get a book deal. I got on there to build a platform. And when you get when you build a platform and you're you grow up big enough, they'll come to you. And that's what happened to me. The phone rang, and it was uh, Shannon, who's now my editor at Wiley uh, yeah. Wiley Business, and, and she, uh, she called and said, "Why haven't you written a book?" And I said, "Why haven't wow. you called me?" And, I think that's uh, every every. Uh... <laughs> That's every business person's dream, isn't it? To be well, that's it. And <laughs> you're, at, you're, at, you're, awesome, you're right? at a different point of you're at a different point of leverage when they call you, yeah. and uh, and it works real nice. And kind of we sit here today, and the the book's out. That's absolutely fantastic. So mm-hmm. so you're quite pale then, uh, Scott. You must be um, a bit sort of ghostly looking, having spent so much time online. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I must be, I could just live in a cave pretty much. But luckily for, you know, Blackberries and iPhones, I can get out in the sun once in a while. Oh, awesome. So no glow in the dark then. That's right. <laughs> so, so Scott, um, you, you said in your book, um, if you've had enough of old school marketing and want to believe there's a better way, what what do you mean by that? Can can you clarify that a little bit for our audience? Well, old school marketing is what I call push and pray marketing. You push a message out there and you, you literally pray if somebody's going to buy your product or your service. And on <clears throat> marketing is about pull and stay. Again, pulling people in front of uh, in front of you and beside you and staying in front of them. And and things tools like things like social media aren't new tools for old methods. 
It doesn't work. It's not a new venue for you to put out an ineffective marketing message. Um, it's a different beast, and that's why people are getting frustrated. That's why people who are doing old-school marketing say social media doesn't work because it doesn't if that's what you're trying to do. If you're trying to get a hard ROI per tweet or per Facebook update, you're not going to get yeah. it. It's not going to work. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of – because, you know, I do a lot of work um, training people on, on Facebook, and I get that question all the time, you know, about this, this um, you know, ROI and you know Facebook is really about it's a marketing piece it's about attracting people to you and building those relationships so right. you know it's it's a it's it's a nebulous question right exactly yep yeah. yeah 100% yeah so you talked about um the hierarchy of buying in the mm-hmm. in the book and I'd love for you to share with the listeners a little bit about that cuz I I just found that fascinating and it was a very a beautiful, simple um, uh, idea, um, you know, which I think really shares so much um, about this whole concept. So, would you be willing to share that with us, Scott? Sure. So, the hierarchy is is a fairly basic premise. I, years ago, I surveyed over a thousand business owners and I asked them, "Why did you hire somebody to provide a service for you?" So, this can be anything from accounting to a coach to um, somebody to come mow your lawn. Like it doesn't really matter what it was. And it, I asked them, why would you choose somebody? And it went in a ranking. And the number one reason you'd hire somebody for a job is because, well, you've already used them before and you like them. And as you move down, the next one down is a referral from a trusted source. The next one down is you know or you you know the person, but you haven't done business with them yet. Um, and you keep going down to uh, they're an expert in the field, but you've never talked to them one more down is um, all the way down to the bottom, which is like cold calling. It's the last reason you'd ever do business with somebody. And the higher up on the hierarchy, the higher the trust, the higher the relationship, and the less the competition. So everybody's aiming for the bottom of the triangle, the bottom of the hierarchy. They're trying to cold call better. They're trying to pitch better. Um, they're even trying to do you know SEO better and get better Google rankings. Well, people don't go to Google to find a coach if they already know of one, right? It's a last resort for people. And I have nothing I have nothing against SEO. I think you can bring some great traffic to your site, but you're aiming at the bottom of the barrel. You're aiming at where all the price sensitivity is at, too. You're aiming at the tire kickers. You're looking at things like the yellow pages and whatnot, and where, you know, people rarely use them at all anymore, uh, yet people are paying good money to be in there. And that's the bottom of the barrel. I'd rather you try to start at the middle where you position yourself as a, a recognized expert and give to them and, and, and give them good content. So you position yourself as not as a potentially as just a coach, but as an yeah. expert in something. And uh, and one of the one of the services you offer is coaching, because if yeah. you position yourself as an expert, you have the ability to sell, let's say, um, some da- a downloadable course, a CD, an ebook, where you, you're not selling it as a coach, you're selling it as an expert. And coaching is just potentially one of the higher things on your pricing funnel. Right. Yeah. Beautiful. Right. Well, it's, it's a it's um it's an impressive diagram actually. It, it, you know, it's, it's so simplistic in the way that it looks in your book, but it's um it's it's very impactful in how you how you're communicating what you know what you're communicating in, in this whole idea of the competition versus trust versus relationships. And I really um enjoyed looking that at that and I have to say you know for anyone out there who is finding this conversation interesting you know do go and get that book because you know just even in the the first 30 pages that I've read I'm I'm pretty much blown away I've just I've actually just sent an excerpt of it to um one of my clients who happens to be a personal organizer by the way um mm. Scott, you know so you were referring to the whole yes. trust and relationship piece um right. in that and, and I said that to her but um you know, I'm really, I'm really excited about your book. I think it's going to be a, a wonderful um, learning tool for a lot of um, business owners, including myself. You know, as well as and that, 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 yeah, that the trust gap thing too is an important thing within that hierarchy as well. Where, um, and professional organizer and coaches are two prime examples of of, of industries that are mistaking the trust gap. And the, the trust gap is the, the gap between the potential client and you and how much trust has to be built before they buy. I don't need to build a lot of trust before I buy 
um, let's say, uh, a hamburger from somewhere. I, I get it that a hamburger, obviously, you need to trust that it's going to be good for you and won't make you sick. But really, it's a, it's a low-price purchase. It's a consumable. But for me to hire an organizer to come into my home or a life coach to come into my life, my yeah. objection isn't price, usually. My objection yeah. is trust. And so you have coaches and organizers offering free assessment and free consultation, or I'll come into your home for half an hour for free. Are you kidding? I'm not going to let you into my home if I don't know you and trust you yet. It's not the issue of paying for the first visit. It's I need to trust this person that, that I can let them into my world. Yeah, that makes so much sense, really. And and I think it, you put it in a new way that actually has really uh, resounded very strongly with me, actually, Scott, because um, yeah, and it, it, that uh, little phrase, you used, I can't remember what it was now, it was something in stay, something in pray. What, what was that uh, phrase that you used? Uh, the push and pray and pull and stay oh, one? Actually, that's exactly, thank you for reminding me. The uh, You know, that is just so... Um, I think just kind of reflects this, you know, the whole um, the the push and stay is really about building that trust, isn't it? You know, it's about someone who's going to be able to say, "Hey, I, I really want you know to work with this person because I I I know them and um, I know what their work's about and I like what it I like what I'm seeing and hearing from people and you know so I I trust that they're going to you know, do a good job for me. And and when you're a personal organizer and when you're a coach, that's imperative. I think it's you not know, just that you feel that, it's not just you feel like that, that I feel that I know them, it's also that I feel they know me. Right. And, and they, they know my yeah. needs and they know my my, yeah. my problems that, that they could solve. That's a huge point. Yeah. But, and even in the in the language that you use, you know, with your clients, you know, that there's a resonation with the things that you say you know, mm-hmm. that resonate with them, you know, that takes time. You know, that's just yeah. one element I'm talking about, but, you know, it, it, it's all part of that, isn't it? You know, so the whole, I, I just love those little um, phrases that you use, the state, the, um, you know, the, the, the push and, what's it, the pull and stay. The push, push, and push, push, and push, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But it, is, it, it really is true. In, yeah. I remember working, I, I worked in recruitment uh, for 10 years, um, Scott in London and um, you know we really did the, the whole push and pray and it was mm-hmm. you know this, this blasting of um, marketing and, and I used to hate it you know it was like to me it was like throwing spaghetti at the wall and hoping something stuck you know mm-hmm. um, but the whole you know the reason why I was successful in, in recruitment was because it was the relationships I was focusing on building so yeah, and that's it's, it's and the problem. You, you have to justify that sometimes. The hardest thing to do is sometimes work, if you're working for somebody else, is to justify yeah. the fact that you don't want to sit there and, and do the push and pray type of thing. Because yeah. the, the thing, though, is, and what the hardest thing to sell to your the higher ups is that relationships take time. Exactly, they take time to build. Social media doesn't change the fact that relationships take time. It'll take it takes a leap of faith to say it's going to work. Yeah. And I think this is a really important point that you make, you know, for our listeners out there who are so impatient or feel that they want to, you know, that they need to be um, making those sales the moment they open the doors of their business. And, you know, okay, maybe, you know, some people are opening their doors without any, um, um, you know, support from a, an income standpoint. And, you know, that maybe that's a mistake. Um you know, a lot of people say, you know, open the doors of your business when, when you're perhaps working somewhere else or, you know, that you are supported in some way to help you over that that hump while you start to build mm-hmm. those relationships. You know, because mm-hmm. it does take six months to a year to start establishing relationships with people and, and, and getting the, the benefit from that. It does. That it does take time. And yeah. Well, it does, and I think it, it, it's a it's a very scary leap, and and I faced that myself a long time ago. When you take that, you know, one step out and one step in, and um, uh, and it really it is to me it's subjective that it's 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 up to the individual. There is no everybody needs to do this. There's got to be you know we always have to be smart. We have to have common sense. We don't want to do what I did, you know, uh, eight, eight years ago and walked out of my last corporate job with. 65 cents in the bank and a new baby. You know, that was not the smartest move I ever did, but it certainly forced me to uh, become profitable really, really quickly. Yeah, um, you must but have I, Yeah, I, was, I had the great motivation to get ready and get going. So, 
Yeah. It's an individual well, choice, but... Yeah. yeah, I think I was going to say I think a lot of us have done it that way, you know, but it's just yeah. not always the easy way. No, yeah. and you know what? You know, the last the last word anybody has ever described self-employment was easy. Yeah, you know, it's it's, <laughs> it's it's it certainly isn't. No, no successful entrepreneur I've ever talked to when I said, you know, how was it building your your business? Nobody ever said that was a piece of cake. You know, no, <laughs> it's, 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 it's not. It's it's not if we wanted to make it, I easy, think yeah. there's a lot. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think what you're saying is true, and I think we have to acknowledge that because, you know, I think there's a lot of um, business owners, particularly in the, you know, the with with the listeners that I have um, for my show, is that, um, you know, we have this sort of esoteric piece, you know, that is about, you know, if we, um, you know, create the vibration of energy around our business and do all the, you know, focus on um, that piece alone, that we um, you know, that it will all come with ease. And I don't think that's true because, mm-hmm. of course, we get in our way. You know, there are things that um, are outside of our control as well. Right. You know, so there's so much um, that contributes to the building of a business, and it can be pretty a, a pretty tough journey. Yeah, and I think that's the, that's the biggest mistake I, th- I find in – I used to do life coaching. I used to do that, I used to do that yeah. 10 years ago. And I built up a full uh, kind of roster of clients, and I did the whole thing, yeah. and – um, the problem with the industry to me is that we get too uh, laid back on our if, – if things are meant to happen, they will. And we get yeah. way too much into this fully law of attraction thing where we just say, you know, the world, the universe will bring it to me. And uh, uh, w- 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 that doesn't happen. And yeah. you hear about the one successful person. You don't hear about the 1,000 who uh, didn't do it because they just thought it was given. We're not. Nothing is just handed to you. Nothing is handed yeah. to us. It's it's okay. I, authenticity is what I preach and I love, but that does not authenticity does not mean no work. Yeah, absolutely. It's like that. I'm not religious, but there's a saying about uh, God helps those who help themselves. And, well, you know, I think that's true for everything. That I'm an eight year overnight success. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, and I'm uh, I'm a two year, fifty six thousand tweets, Twitter instant success story. You know, like I've wow. put in an yeah, incredible amount of time on that. People say, "Hey, social media, I'll get on there a tweet, and I'll get a book deal." I worked yeah. my backside off to make yeah. these things happen. And people well, say, "Well, you don't say, work, you tweet." Yeah. Well, I have, I have to say as well that your humor, I think, did it too. You know, you you you're very. <laughs> It's it's very engaging to have someone who's who's tweeting the way you do and and to um you know instantly pulls people in. So how can you not well, be doing that? Yeah, well, I, well, thank you. But I, but my personality, my style, really fit the it's medium well. Absolutely. You know, and that's really that's the problem. Is that's why I'm hesitant to to teach a course to people on, and that's what you'll see in the book, especially when you get on later chapters where. I'm very um, protective of the fact that saying, well, just because I did this does not mean if you go on there and tweet 50,000 times, you'll get the same thing. You can get worse or you can be better, but it's so personality-based and so individual relationship-based that if you're a, and excuse my language, if you're a jackass, you're still a jackass in social media. You're still a jerk out there. It doesn't change the fact that you're not a nice person. So the personality and the person themselves are very, very much dependent on the success. You bring yourself to the table wherever you take it. You yeah. do, very much so. Yeah. So, um, Scott, marketing, you said in your book, marketing is every point of engagement. I'd love for you to, to say a bit more about that. Well, we think it's really, this is kind of my biggest pivot point. It's where I stand my ground. And that marketing isn't a task. It isn't a department. It isn't a job title. It's every single time that somebody has the potential to see or interact or engage with you and they know what you do. So it's a, a, it's a tweet. It's meeting me at a networking event. It's in the store. At the, it's in line at the grocery store. You know, it's every point of engagement. You are marketing yourself, good or bad. You are influencing your brand. And we, in, in especially in coaching and, or, or author or especially solopreneur type of stuff, we don't think of brand a lot. We think since we are the brand, like unmarketing is me, but I know everything I do, everywhere I go, it is, it, I am marketing. So the, the, if I say something flippant to somebody about somebody else uh, at an open bar event uh, at a conference, 
that's my brand. That's I'm marketing. Not good marketing, but I'm marketing. And that's what we realize that even if we have an, an organization of multiple employees, they are, all, they are all marketers, especially your frontline people. They are the most important marketers you've got. Absolutely. It's, uh, it, it really struck me, actually, when I read that about, you know, marketing being every point of engagement, and I use that in the copy for the show, you know, that, um, you know, marketing isn't a job or a task, uh, right. because it really is you, you know, communicating all the time, and right. depending on how you communicate from what you're saying is, is how people either connect with you or don't. Exactly, and that's, that's going to be their choice, and it can change. You know, you can tweet a thousand times and you, you send out one thing out of a reaction, out of anger at something you've seen out there. Uh, you can change your brand and your opinion of your brand within 140 characters. And that's the danger of social media is it's very reactive based. It's very, um, uh, you know, no guard and no filter. And you can, you can do a lot of harm to your, to your business if you're not careful. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to say, if, if, you, if you're okay with this, Scott, that we invite um, people to call in and ask questions if they'd like to. Um, yeah. So I'm just going to give out the number to the show. Um, so anyone out there who's listening, if you'd like to make a comment or, um, or ask a question of Scott, um, now is the time to, to do it. We've got him, his full attention here <laughs> in this busy time launching his book. So, so call in on... Uh, 347-945-6963. Let me repeat that. It's 347-945-6963. And um, if anyone in the chat room would like to post a question, they're very welcome to. We've got a lot of guests in the chat room today, so I just want to uh, let the guests know that... um, if you want to register with Blog Talk Radio, you can do so and then come back to the chat room. That's the only way you'll be interact, be able to interact with me there. Um, so just register with a username and then come back, and then you can always post a question there or, of course, call in. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Okay. So now that I've got that out, um, I'll ask you um, another question, Scott. Sure. So um, tell me a bit more about what people are doing wrong in social media. Well, I think, you know, outside of what I had mentioned about, you know, not a new way to do old marketing messages, uh, one of the things I, I find is either um, their lack of presence or uh, automation. And I'll explain both of those. The lack of presence is somebody who creates a, a Facebook or Twitter account or, or LinkedIn or you name it, uh, and they make it because they're, they're told they should. Um, and then they kind of go away, and they don't come back, and they check it once a week. If it takes you longer to reply to a tweet than it does to mail somebody a letter, you're, you're doing it wrong. You, you, it, it's, it, uh, you need consistent presence there. And, uh, so, and I understand, and people are busy, especially people who are trying to get opening their own business, and yet they're still working for somebody. They have a very limited amount of time. So if you only have, let's say, uh, let's say you have three, four hours a week that you can dedicate to doing things for your business and social media. I'd rather you spend a half hour a day, seven days a week, than three or four hours a day, once a Sunday every week. Because it's that consistent presence that creates the conversation, that builds the conversation. I had somebody reply to a tweet from me um, uh, 89 days after I sent it. <laughs> and I know that because when she replied, I had no idea what she was replying to. <laughs> and I looked down and I clicked what she was replying to, and literally it said, 89 days ago, you said this. And I wrote back and I said, wow, that's the longest response I've ever seen on here. And she wrote back and she goes, yeah, I've been busy. I'm like, what? <laughs> what are, you, are you Gandhi? Are you walking across a continent that you have no time to tweet back to me? Like, seriously, what's going on here, people? You're not that busy. Like, I understand. We're all busy. We all have a full life, but really... You said it. I'd rather you not have an account on Twitter than not monitor it regularly. That's just asking for trouble. It makes it look like you're there, but you're not listening. Uh, it's like it's like mannequin networking. It's like sending a mannequin to an event with your name on it, and that and that's your presence. It, you know, it doesn't work. And the same goes for automation, where people are looking at like I'll give you an example of kind of the the, the more recent automation, where people connect 
all their status updates at once. So when they post something to Facebook, it automatically tweets it as well. And the problem is you're trying to cover all bases at once. Well, the problem is a Facebook status update longer than 140 characters gets cut off on Twitter. And then I see a link attached to it. I think, oh, this is a link to the post they're talking about or a picture they're talking about. And it's actually a link to their Facebook status. So that pulls me into Facebook to see it. Like it's, it's like going to a networking event and trying to pull me out and saying, let's go to the other one across the street. You know, you, you need to create updates within your, your, your environment or sending Twitter updates to Facebook. It's annoying to people. People don't know what's going on. They see these apps or they see RT and they don't get it. You know, stick to the platform. You know, and that's what I do. I might send out the same information on Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter, but I write it individually for each platform because they're a little bit different. And it shows that you care enough to spend the extra 12 seconds it'll take to yeah. update a, a, a tweet to do that. And people say, well, I, you know, it saves me from actually having to type in my new blog post title, and it automates yeah. it. I'm like, are you, you cannot be that busy that you can't take 16 seconds to yeah. customizely write something for Twitter to send it out. Yeah. This is really interesting, Scott, because I'm guilty of this. You know, I, I am – and I didn't really realize that the, that, that was um, – a no-no, you know, that could, because what I do is I, I have Twitter and Facebook linked up together, um, right. and I tend to spend more time on Facebook, so I have it linked up to Twitter, and then I, you know, I do my my automatic um, uh, tweets, um, right. you know, for the upcoming shows on Twitter, and they come back to Facebook. Um, right. So that's kind of interesting, because I, I have to say, when I go onto my Facebook account, I actually delete half of them, because it's actually annoying, annoying seeing them on my right. My wall. Um, you exactly, know, so and that, and, and if it's annoying you, imagine the people yeah. who are connected to you. <laughs> yeah. Really, you know, you know what I mean. Where, yeah, and, yeah, and I want, I want to, I, I certainly do want to make something clear that yeah. Uh, yeah. there is no rules. Okay, that that uh, a buddy of mine, Warren Whitlock, is famous for saying this, uh, yelling, "No rules," because there is none. You're not doing it wrong. I just yeah. don't think it's the it's the best way to do it. You can do any way you want. There is no structure. They're all free sites. Do what you want. But I think you have to look yeah. at the impression you're giving. And if all I see on your tweets or the majority of your tweets I see is Facebook updates, you're telling yeah. me you don't care enough to be in this platform. So why am I following you on Twitter if you don't care enough to be here anyways? And especially yeah. – and, and for automated things about shows or automated blog posts, yeah. um, one of the biggest things about my problem – and, you know, if you send one automated tweet about your new blog post, you're not the devil. But the problem is most discussion or reaction to a tweet happen within five minutes of sending it. And if you're not there for the reaction, you're not there for the conversation, then you lose yeah. the entire purpose of it. Yeah. That makes a, that makes a lot of sense. Um, right. And it's interesting because I've noticed my own reaction to seeing tweets come through on Facebook from others, and most of the time I don't comment because, my sense is that if, if it's a tweet from Twitter, of course, then then they're not present on Facebook to see my reaction. Right. They're they're on Twitter right now, you know. Yeah. So um, it's it's a it's an interesting one. I think I'm going to adjust my my strategy um, there a little one, bit. One one person at a time. I'll get people to stop it. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> That's my mission. That's my gift to the world. <laughs> and what a beautiful gift it is. Yeah, and I and I understand I understand why. Don't get me. I'm not trying to come off as arrogant about it. That I understand why there's so many choices in social media to use, and there's new ones coming out all the time. It, it's yeah. so overwhelming. I get it. I totally understand. That's why I suggest you pick you pick one to start with yeah. and get your get your traction in there and build it. I was on Twitter. I tweeted ten thousand times before I even. Uh, promoted anything. I didn't launch my blog until I had 15,000 followers. Uh-huh. I didn't launch a Facebook page until four months ago. Like I, I, you really want to manage it. Don't try to be everywhere for everybody. Get known in one platform as, as, as one of the better ones there, and then you yeah. can expand it. And it's worked. If I launched my blog and Facebook group at the same time I started tweeting, what do you think I would have tweeted about? Hey, come see my blog. Well, nobody cares. Right, but since I launched yeah. my blog after I built my following, my first blog post, my first one, had ten thousand reads. Wow! And that that is something Incredible. to sit there and say, well, that, that's it. I built my audience. I built my platform. And since I didn't have a blog to start, I wasn't even tempted to say, go over here, go see this, go see my stuff. I could build yeah. my following. I could build my audience before telling them to leave. Yeah. Wow. 
That's very impressive. Thank you. Hmm. Well, it, it, it's interesting because I, I do tell, you know, um, uh, the people that I train on Facebook, you know, that to pick just one at a time and, and, and just to focus on that. And mm-hmm. the other thing I wanted to, um, so I need to practice what I'm preaching, which is, <laughs> <laughs> which is what I, I uh, is the lesson here. Um, but I wanted to come back to something else you mentioned earlier, um, Scott, you know, which was about um, spending the time. You know, and I have so many people who are, you know, again, who I'm, I'm training on Facebook, you know, who say to me, oh, I just don't have the time. And um, I think you made a comment about this uh, in your book as well. And it was like, you know, um, if you don't have the time, <laughs> you know, if you, don't, if you have the time to go to a networking meeting, you know, which mm-hmm. is, you know, half an hour away or whatever it is, it's a couple of hours there and you have to come back half an hour you know, then um, that's a lot of time spent um, on a networking, and you've and you've only got a very limited audience in that network. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you if if you want to really do well on one of these platforms, then it, it does take some time. I mean, it doesn't have to be a black hole where you're spending you know twenty four seven, but it, it it is about making a commitment, isn't it? No, it's it's work, and and that's yeah. kind of thing that kind of baffles me the most when people say. They don't have time. And, again, I understand. We're, we all do have limited time. Uh, but my job is is I became, last January, January 1st, 2009, uh, I made myself the CRO of my company. I made myself the chief relationship officer. My job was to build relationships. I told my staff, I told them, I, I am going to be doing this. And I delegated almost everything else in the company and said, my relationships are important. And uh, that was my job. And, and uh, again, the, people understand networking events in, in person, but they don't get online. There's no difference. It's virtual. You can't get cornered by the creepy guy with scotch at the networking event. If you're online, you can choose who you talk to. You can unfollow people. I, I'm telling you, if live events, if live in-person networking events had unfollow buttons, I'd go to more of them. You know, I, I, I'd be able to block people in, in real life. I would go to many more of these things. But really, you, you really only make a couple, a handful of connections, if that, at live events. But yeah. one of the nice things, if you can combine both of them, like Twitter and Facebook have changed conferences for me, where I could talk to people before the event, and I get to know them online. So when I see them, I feel like I know them because I already do. And it's more yeah. like a reunion than an initial meeting. It takes out the awkwardness of initially meeting I people. Know. Isn't that it, awesome? It's, I love it. And you can follow up after yeah. the conference. You can follow the hashtag of the conference. You can go on the Facebook group for it. It's totally changed live events. And I really think, especially not only people who go to them, but people who run them need to embrace it even more. It makes the audience yeah. more comfortable. And that, at the end of the day, makes you a better event. Definitely. People have built relationships before they get there. Exactly. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. So, um, Scott, what else would you say, you know, is uh, um, really important to know around the whole unmarketing concept? I think, you know, at the, at the end of the day, um, one of the most important things, um, and one of the topics that gets talked about a lot right now uh, is is the ability of, of, of ROI and how the naysayers say there's no ROI you can't, uh, uh, you know, just because you have connections or followers doesn't mean you have you make any money. Uh, and on my side of things, ROI, like I'll use Twitter again as an example because that's my, yeah. my kind of chosen platform. Um, my ROI, I never want to know the dollar value of a tweet to one person. I can actually figure it out. I could do the math, and I know how much I've, I've brought in over the past a uh, couple years being on Twitter, I know what it's amounted to. I never want to do the math to figure out per tweet what it's worth. That's I never want to say. It's like going to a networking event in person and saying, you're worth $30, you're worth 400 and you're worth $0.03. Cents. It's just not a way you, you can do things. And, and to me, I do have a positive ROI. I don't want people to think that. Um, if it wasn't good for business or my business, I wouldn't be using it. And right. and I, I sometimes get really preachy when it comes to relationships and on that side of things. But I want people to understand that it's a smart business decision for me too. But my profit uh, from social media is not just monetary. I've profited very well from it. It's not only financial, but my profit is also intellectual, uh, emotional, and personal. I've gotten 
more friends from it. I people, I had somebody tell me a few months ago, he's like, I don't need any more friends. I'm like, okay, that's that's cool. You sound like a chipper fellow, um, and I regret not being your friend, but. I have friends, too. I had friends before this. I'm a very extroverted guy. I, I do have a lot of people I know. I just made my circle even better and and, and without borders now. Because I got onto Twitter not to, to, to build business, to be perfectly honest with you, not to, yeah. to build revenue, but to build my network of business owners because running your own business is very isolating. And I wanted to know more smart, intelligent, caring people. And I have never found more intelligent, caring, funny people than I have through Twitter. And that is, and if you surround yourself and get to know and align yourself with great people, great things have to happen. And that's yeah. what happens to me. Yeah. That's brilliant. It's a wonderful um, way to go about doing it. And then the benefits just kind of come of their own uh, through through the relationships that you've built, Scott. That's what I'm hearing is that, you know, the intention wasn't necessary to build a business, um, but but the relationships came through that experience yeah. and, and then well, yeah, exactly. the benefit in the business. Mm-hmm. And I can, and I can yeah. talk about, I can talk about how one of the reasons why the book is selling so well now is, 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 is you know, from what I have built on the Twitter or, or the blog, uh, I can talk about all those things, but it doesn't matter because it won't be the same for somebody else. The point yeah. was, if, if you know what you're doing and you're good at what you do, if you're awesome and you find other awesome people, it's amazing yeah, what, what will come out of that if you're all on the same page. Yeah. I'm sure um, you must have also gotten some wonderful um, uh, benefits through building those relationships, Scott, you know, like, um, you know, joint venture partnerships mm-hmm. and, um, and things like that. Well, it's the same thing. People, you know, we talk about joint ventures and and. and we we do those things for people that again we we like. I'm not going to go and do a joint venture with somebody who's a jerk because yeah. it might make me some money. And that's a whole other thing, by the way. If you're ever looking for on a side note here, if you're looking to, to align with people to do a joint venture, or you want them to speak on your telesummit or you're at your conference or anything else, understand that it's not my honor to make you money. And people word these sometimes, especially when you build up some clout in social media. Um, that people come up and say, hey, I'm going to let you sell my product and I'm going to give you a cut. I'm like, well, thank you. Thank you for letting me sell your product. Yeah, it, we, it's, not a, it's, it's not an ego thing. It's, it's a reality thing here, right? People say, can you come, hey, come speak at our event in Louisiana, Scott, and uh, we'll let you speak at it and we'll, even, we'll fly you down. Well, you know, or, or some will say, we'll let you speak at it. You just have to get yourself here for exposure. Well, for lack of a better way of saying it, I expose myself every day. You know, I don't need to go down. It's not my honor to go into debt to promote you and your event. You know, we have to understand the position of it. So, for example, yeah. when you asked me to come on to, to this show, it was an yeah. easy thought for me because uh, I, I, I think you're a good person. I think you're nice. And I, I said, that. Oh, the show fits. It works for me. And it works. And you also said, you know, hey, we're mentioning your books. You made it what was invaluable to me. I can't tell you how many times I get approached to be on anything, on things all over the place. Um, and it's the way you present it to somebody. So if you're looking for somebody to yeah. promote your product, keep that in mind. It's got to be what's in it for them. For sure, for sure. It's interesting. I had I, I made a comment on a um, a post that Michael Port did with you and, the, and mm-hmm. him having a little repartee about um, – <laughs> A telephone yeah. was recently, right. and I have to admit, you know, I I was a little. Um, it was an interesting topic that you were talking about, and um, I, I don't want to sort of divert too much because you know listeners probably won't know what it is that I'm talking about. But what I wanted to come back to, because I think this is very relevant to what um, was going on in that little video clip. Um, but what I want to ask you is, what do you say then to Say you're starting out, Scott, and someone mm-hmm. says to you, "Hey, I'm, I'm, I've got this conference, and um, I'd love you to come and speak at the conference." Um, and you know, of, of course, it's going to be exposure, you know, to get new followers and create that that um, opportunity to show your expertise. You know, mm-hmm. what what would you say then? You know, because well, I think, I think is, coming from, yeah, go on. Well, the, one of the issues is, 
you, you really the time to get somebody to be on your conference or your telesummit is not the time where you're setting it up. It's you need to ask people that you already know you built relationships. I'll give you an example. I made a, a, a free ebook a year ago. Um, it's at buildyourfollowing.com. If you go look at it, it's a free ebook. Um, and I, it has, I interviewed 40, 45 speakers, coaches, and authors on what would they do differently if they could go back to the beginning of their business. Okay, great little product. All it did was building a list for me. Um, I wasn't selling it. There was no back end to it. Um, uh, and it's a little video page to it and everything else. And it's great. And it's 140 pages, great content. Every single person I asked to be in that, I knew. But I got to know them. And that was, now I don't, I didn't have people who were um, potentially celebrity level. Are you there, Scott? Hello? I think we've lost Scott. Well, hopefully he'll come back. I think this is a great um, uh, conversation, you know, about this topic because, you know, a lot of people approach these relationships, I say in inverted commas, with, um, uh, you know, with the wrong approach. And, um, you know, I, I do believe that um, it's important to build a relationship so we can ask those people that we want to participate to, to do that. I do also believe there's, there has to be some benefit for both parties. Um, and I, I'm going to ask uh, Scott when he comes back, you know, a little bit more about that because my sense is it was kind of like, well, I'm only going to do it if um, if I really want to do it, you know, rather than, um, you know, because I like that person, blah, blah, blah. And it's really also understanding, you know, that there has to be, you know, I mean, we're in business. So, you know, are we, you know, there has to be a benefit that, that comes with, you know, the things that we're doing in our business as well as, of course, the, the bigger um, picture, which is, you know, helping um, helping our audience with uh, um, growing their, you know, with growing their business or, you know, with and, and with connecting with the world in a, in a meaningful way. Um, anyway, so hopefully um, Scott will come back online in a moment. Um, he's dropped off. Maybe he lost his, his um, connection or... Um, I'm not sure if he was on his cell phone and, and, the, and he lost his, uh, the, the, the juice on his cell phone, but we'll hopefully he'll come back in a, in a moment and we'll get into that a little bit more. <laughs> I was wondering if we were going to dive into this conversation because it's been something that's been burning in the back of my mind, sort of the universe bringing that about, I think. Um, so uh, hopefully he'll, he'll be back in a moment. In the, in the meanwhile, if anyone would like to dial in and... Um, join us, um, you can uh, call us on 347-945-6963. We have a, a, you know, a few minutes left to, um, we have a few minutes left to uh, ask Scott any questions and he's back now, so welcome back, Scott. Sorry about that. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Technology, I love it. Oh dear. So I, I wanted to get back to this. It's kind of funny that we went, got into this topic. I thought maybe I shouldn't go into this with you, but it seems so appropriate now that we've kind of gone there. Um, because it, I kind of got a little bit, um, uh, triggered, I think, um, when I watched that video and I wrote that comment. Um, and so, the, the, the thing I want to ask you, Scott, is, yeah, sure, if we have a relationship with someone, and we ask that person to um, to say come and, and participate in the tele summit. And I think there was something about um, you know if you ask them to um, share it with their list or you know for right. them to get a part you know part of the income that came you know from people um, participating. That it seemed like that wasn't really. Um, something that you were interested in. I just wanted to get a sense because my feeling is that, sure, we want to have the, the bigger pictures. We want to, um, you know, accomplish the mission we have in our lives and in our business, you know, to do good in the world or whatever it is. And then secondly, we want to do it with people we really like. But we're also running a business. 
Um, so I, yeah, I just I, want I, to, you know, clarify that with you. Well, there's okay, there's, and there's a difference here. And I think before I got cut off, um, what I was saying was that when I built this ebook, um, I didn't get celebrity level people. I didn't get a, a bunch of New York Times best-selling authors to interview because I didn't know them at the time. I knew every single person. I built a relationship with them. And, he, and here's what I said, because my job was, they gave me the value of content. My job was to then get that content out there. And if I came to you and said, I want you to give me content, and then I want you to do sales for me, what am I doing? Right? My, my, I, I serve no purpose, and that's my biggest problem. And how I did the ebook was I gave people, I also said, if you can, if you promote it, that would be awesome. I'll give you an affiliate link in case they ever buy something from me down the road. And here's how it's all set up if you'd like to, but you don't have to. Yeah. Now, the yeah. number of people I get hit up that ask me to say, here's, I want you to speak at my teleseminar or my summit, and here's the contract, literally a contract. You will tweet about it three to five times. You will email your list twice. Like, it's ridiculous. And that's where Michael and I seem kind of belligerent on the, the video about yeah. it. It is not, it is not asking somebody. It is not having to participate. It's, it's saying, you give me this, you give me that, and then you do this. Why am I doing it again? I'm doing it to get yeah. exposure, yet I'm doing the promotion? I don't think so. <laughs> I suppose it's that leverage, isn't it, of, of who you're doing it with and, and what you're doing it for. Um, yeah. That's part of it, isn't it? Yeah, and, and that's where it is. That's asked, the, that's who's it. your big guru, Scott? Who would who would you die to to be asked to um, you know present at their conference or whatever for? Um, there, I think the um, uh, Seth Godin and Alan Weiss are kind of my two uh, uh, gurus to my world. Where uh, Alan Weiss wrote uh, Money Talks about the speaking business and Million Dollar Consulting. And Seth Godin yeah. is just Seth Godin. And uh, yeah. uh, when I read when I read Permission Marketing ten years ago, it, it changed my brain. And right. uh, and and that's one of my hopes for unmarketing, not at the same level as Seth. But if, when somebody finishes, it, they 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 look and they say, I can, I've changed the way I think about things. That is huge. Yeah. Um, and for those guys, those are my kind of my idols in business. Those are the ones I look up to, and those are the ones I learn from. And yeah. When it comes to speaking at events and stuff like that, you know, I'm uh, I'm already honored. I get to oh, I'm the opening keynote for Blog World this year in Vegas, and um, that was a, that was a goal of mine and a dream of mine. So I'm, I'm getting to those points already, and it's pretty awesome. Fantastic. So, what, so I'm curious, what would you be willing to do, you know, if you were invited to speak at their events? What would you be willing to do to to do that? Well, and that's and that's a good question because you know, especially speaking when you actually have to go somewhere. Um, it all depends on the event and the leverage and, and you know, who's going to be there. So if I said, you know, I'm going to go speak in front of, uh, uh, you know, a thousand people and um, and the book will be there and they'll all potentially want to hire me to consult, it's different than speaking to 50 people who um, have no interest in doing anything anyways. Well, if Seth Godin asked me to come speak at an event in New York City, I would I would start running now. You know, to go down you there. Know, if you said that part of the, um, the 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 remit was to promote the event, which, what would you say? Well, the thing is, for me, um, uh, uh, you know, it all depends on like on the person's position towards you. If and it's all like wow. leverage. It's like when the publisher called me to ask if I want to write a book. The leverage point would be different if I called them. So if it's something wow. I want for speaking, like I'll go, I'll, I'll speak for free at some events yeah. if I know the person or if I, I think there's something great out of it. Um, then I get that, and you go all the other end of the spectrum, and I get paid a, 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 yeah. a good sum of money to go do it. Where our yeah. time is limited, and we do have to put a respect on our own time oh, to yeah, say, definitely. you know, or or you'd go broke. Yeah, definitely. But I, but I really get I, my sense is that there really is. It's about leverage, um, in it's about leverage what with what it is that you're doing, and it and there's that relationship that comes with it too, that yeah. makes you decide one way or the other as to, you know, how that's going to work and who's it working for. Right, exactly. I very much agree. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm so glad we had this conversation. Um, <laughs> so we've got a question in the chat room, um, a question uh, to, I guess, as a business person who uses Facebook when meeting new people, do we discuss on a personal level first and then talk to them about business, say, one day after, not to frighten people away? How far do I go with this? 
Well, I think one of the mistakes, it, it really is like a, a networking event, and it's like yeah. walking up to somebody at a networking event and shoving your card in their face. Yeah. You know, and saying, hey, you know, this is me. It, it's like it's like going up to a, like a, 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 a speed dating event and handing a free make-out-with-me card. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You know, yeah. to do those things where I don't think a day makes sense at all. I don't think for you to add me as a friend or me accept you as a friend, and today you say hi and tomorrow you say bye from me, um, it's kind of ridiculous, and that yeah. I think that we, our job is social media. It, to me, creates relationships, and yeah. you can you have ways people can find out more about you. You can announce things on your page. Hey, I got a teleseminar coming up, and those type of things. But to go on my wall or something like that and post, say, Hey, Scott, I got this new program going on there. You need to stop that. You know, I didn't yeah, create I didn't this. I didn't create this profile for you to do that. No, don't invite me to your yeah. teleseminar tomorrow when I met you today. Um, get to know people, and then not only if they get to know me, not only would I potentially go to your teleseminar, I might tell other people about it. Yeah, absolutely. Gosh, someone just Skyped me at the most inappropriate moment. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, here we go. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Scott, and it's really about building those relationships on Facebook or Twitter, wherever it is. And um, I, I normally say to my clients, you know, use the 80-20 rule. You know, 80 or 90% of the time is building the relationships. The, the 10 to 5% is when you share, you know, things that you're doing. And, um, right. you know, that's after yeah. you've spent time getting to know them. Exactly. And that's the huge difference is, is, is the point. The key word is getting to know them. And I think that's yeah. a huge yeah, absolutely. Scott, um, if people wanted to uh, find about out more about what you do and what you can do for them, I know you do the marketing and the um, the viral videos and mm-hmm. and all of those things. You know, where can they find out uh, more about working with you and the, the services that you provide? Uh, just hop on by uh, unmarketing.com anytime. There's also on Twitter unmarketing. I'm there all the time. <laughs> and uh and then the the book obviously is uh unmarketing, stop marketing, start engaging and it's pretty much anywhere you go, online or bookstores or anywhere else. It's actually on the uh show profile as well. So if you're listening and you'd like to get the book, you just click on the book and it'll take you mm-hmm. straight into the Amazon um, Oh perfect. Book. Yeah. There you go. Perfect. So Yeah, so Scott, um one any last golden nugget you'd like to share with us? Uh yeah. <laughs> at, at, at the end of the day, I think it, no, it, it is. But I think I want to go, go back to that that first thing I, I talked about because it's so important. If people do business with people they know, like, and they trust, what are you doing to build and grow those three things? Mm. Yeah, perfect. It's, it's, it's such a simple question, but you can ask that about every single task you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, and and it's it's that it's that having the presence and authenticity when you're doing it, isn't it? Yeah, huge. Yeah, beautiful. Well, thank you so much for for coming onto the show today, Scott. It was wonderful to have you. Well, it feels like to myself for an hour, but I know that <laughs> <laughs> so many people are listening. So um, that's really great. And um, so so thanks for spending the time. I know you probably having quite a busy time of it right now with the the launch of the book. So um, I I wish you well with that, and I look forward to our continued um, uh, friendship and um, and, and tweets. Thank uh, you. Thank you for having me on. you again. All right. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Lovely. Thanks. Um, Scott, feel free to drop off if you want to. I'm going to tell the um, audience about next week, um, and feel free to stay if you like. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Scott. So, everyone, just a heads up about next week. We've got um, an exciting show lined up with um, our wonderful uh, guest, Nicola Bird, who is going, who is a coach and consultant in the UK. She is someone that I met um, through Andrea J. Lee, one of my mental coaches, and she is an expert in um, product development. And um, I know that there are a lot of uh, people out there who really want to complement their businesses when it comes to creating products and marketing products. And so Nicola is, I, I call her my psychic twin on the other side of the ocean. She and I had just hit it off like amazingly and spent time together at Andrew J. Lee's um, uh, event in, in March in Vancouver. 
and I'm really excited for her to be calling in from the UK to join us next week and talk about um, the uh, the idea of creating uh, products for one's business. And um, so I really encourage you to um, join us next week and hear all the ins and outs, and um, I'm sure you'll find that really interesting. The following week, we have the amazing um, Milana Lashinsky. Um, I'm very honored to have her on the show. It's been a long time coming, and um, I know you're going to enjoy that. And that's all about uh, passive income streams. She's going to talk about uh, the system um, that will really support your business so that you're making money while you sleep. Um, and how beautiful would that be? <laughs> So I wish you a beautiful day. I hope you have uh, you're enjoying the la- the final days of the summer if you're in the northern hemisphere, um, and uh, have a, a wonderful week. And I look forward to speaking to you next week. To your shining success. Take care, everyone. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.